anyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Colt and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Welcome listeners all over the land. This is the Men Church Stuff Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, DJ's Culp, as always here with my beloved brother-in-law, Brad Coleman. Brad, happy Wednesday. How, how are you doing, man? I, I'm doing okay. I'm doing better than, you know, three-fifths of my family right now who are sick, <laughs> but trying yeah. trying not to get sick myself. We'll see how that works. Yeah. Uh, as we were As we were talking just a second ago, dude, school is so back in session. Yep. Like, I, I, so Labor Day weekend, I was out, I was laid out pretty much the last, last two and a half days. So much so that, that, that my son said, daddy, we have a new name for you. Mommy called you sleeping beauty. And I think that's what we should call you from here on out. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes. Careful. I have to go to, I have to go to sleep for a lot longer though. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. you know, my so, wife, teaches kindergarten your sister teaches kindergarten and that is a germ factory oh gosh dude i know <laughs> best way i've ever heard it put here recently <laughs> is uh um uh friends of friends of my folks um said that uh that little kids are little petri dishes they're just yeah. they're just like there's just this this fresh this fresh sod for bacteria to grow you know and and cultivate and set up shop, you know, <laughs> like, and, and it's a competition. Who has the biggest bacteria, bacteria, uh, uh, farm because they win. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, they, they kid on TV. Like you can take a black light and you can find all kinds of germs. You can't really find the germs. You can find like the splotches and all that stuff. Yeah, right. But if you really could, I mean, just imagine turning a black light on in a kindergarten classroom. Oh gosh. Like in dude. the middle of the day, you know, they try no. to wipe those things down. They try to, <laughs> no, just right. middle of the day. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> See that? Like I, I recently had a conversation, uh, that ignorance is bliss. You know, when I walk into a, a daycare to pick up my daughter's, I don't want to know. I there don't. are some things. You, I don't want just, to know. You don't. You don't. <laughs> I just want my daughters to I go know. home. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, God, um, for immune systems. Oh my gosh, I know, man. Um, so, dude, since uh, since our last episode, um, I got to baptize your nephew. I got to baptize my yes. son. That's um, awesome. dude, that was that was quite. It's quite an incredible experience. It is. Um, it's, I mean, wow. I felt, I felt so humbled yeah. and, and, and I really don't mean that in, in a, I, like, that's a good Christian word to use in this scenario. You know, like I, I, it was, it, it was a, it was the situation when I was in the water talking to the church. I was like, I don't think I could be prouder in this moment right now. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I like, like, uh, 
you know, Shara's, uh, Shara's uncle was there. Mark was there and, um, uh, and he videotaped it. And so when I was watching it, I, uh, I, I realized that I wasn't talking to the church. Yeah. I was talking to Noah and I loved how that moment was not, was not the, and, you know, I'm going to put my son on display. Here's this. It was really just a time for, for me and Noah to get to experience this. Um, yeah. and, and, and I don't know if that, I don't know if that comes across as selfish or not, but, but like, it was so wonderful, man. It was so, it was so personal. Oh gosh. Well, um, and I think you, you, you get to echo in, in a way our father, God, when yeah. Jesus is getting baptized as the son. Yeah. You know, this, this is my son. It's my son. This is my beloved son. That's right. In whom, I, in whom I'm well pleased. That's right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um. So, Brad, um, can 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 we chase something? I had I've got something that I, that it I I really want to talk about. I'm really That's, good at chasing rabbits, you know. That. Yeah, yeah. So, um, listeners, originally we had a topic, but I think that we really need to chase it because, um, I Brad, I would love to have this conversation with you um about about what it's like for kids to come to Christ. Okay. Um when so Noah Noah would say that that he uh that <laughs> that he he asked Jesus he asked Jesus or he asked God into his heart three times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and uh and so like for me and Shara it was it was one of these things where you know we we really wanted to know for sure. You know, we didn't, we didn't want to, we just, we certainly didn't want to, um, we didn't want to not test it. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We wanted, we wanted for, we wanted to, to be sure that, um, that what he was, that what he was saying and what he was doing was as authentic as it could be for a six-year-old. Um, but, uh, so I, let me let me I'll tell you uh, his kind of his journey that Noah um, said one day that he asked God into his heart um, on the way from uh, from m- my wife's school to to pick up his sisters at daycare. And, you know, and so like we were really excited about it, but we wanted to we wanted to probe. We wanted to ask him, you know, what what yeah. uh, like, you know, why did he come to this? Why do you want to? And I, and if I remember right, his answer was, I don't know, I just did, and and so we kind of asked him, like I listeners, I I I steer clear. I'm 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 really skeptical when it comes to the. I had this I had this enormous enormous emotional um um experience to where I know I know Jesus in my heart because I only felt this. You know, like I'm I'm a big fan of. Like I believe in emotions a hundred percent, but I also believe in in knowledge. I also believe in in understanding as well. And you know, and so to me, I I like I try to find that balance. But um, so he didn't he didn't know what the concept of sin was. He didn't really know. Um, he actually didn't even really know like that. You know that that not everybody not everybody goes to heaven because not everybody decides. Uh, you know, decides, believes in, 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 you know, to believe in Jesus. And so, um, 
we were like, I just, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I think that we, I think we need to share and I were talking, not necessarily with him, but we were talking that, um, we just need to, we need to kind of maybe wait this out and just kind of see what happens with it. And he always used it as his reference point, but he, I, I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he understood like the full breadth of, of if he, if, if for lack of a better way of putting it, of like good versus bad, you know, like righteousness versus evil, that can, you know, those, those kind of conversations. And so um, I actually don't know the second time that he said that, I don't know about the second time that, that he asked um, Jesus into his heart, but the third time um, Cher was getting gas and, um, and this was like months later, Cher was getting gas and um, she, uh, she, she said she got back in the car and Noah was looking at her with this huge smile on his face. And he said, mommy, guess what I just did? Well, what'd you do, buddy? I just asked Jesus into my heart. Really? And I don't know if Shara asked him why, but, um, he was, he was super excited. And so, um, they came home, I was outside grilling and Shara said, um, Cher told me you, you really need to talk to Noah. And so, um, uh, usually that means, usually that means he's not had a good day at school. Right. Yeah. And, so, and so I'm like, gosh, okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, when she got home, she told me that, that, you know, what Noah had said. Um, and, uh, and so I said, Hey buddy, why don't you come out here? I want to talk to you. So, I, you know, we go outside, I'm grilling. And I said, so did you do something today? You know, and and Noah said, uh, I asked Jesus into my heart. And I remember I remember sitting there thinking, okay, what's my next question going to be? Because what the last thing I want to do is make him think that he didn't actually do it. You know what I mean? I didn't mm-hmm. want him to have that kind of a doubt. And so I said, well, why did you ask Jesus into your heart? And his response was, I just love Jesus so much. I wanted him in my heart right that second. And I, and, and like, before I could say anything, mm-hmm. I believe this fully that the spirit gave, gave me the message inside my head of Jesus was not talking to the kids. He was talking to to the crowd around him that said, if any one of you were to lead these little ones astray, it would be better for you <laughs> to have not been born or, or, and, and what is it to have like a, uh, what is a grindstone tied to your Millstone, neck? Yeah. Millstone. Yeah. And, and at that point in time, I realized this is legit and he will, he will understand. He'll begin to understand righteousness. He'll begin to understand the nature, like the, the nature of sin. He'll begin to understand all that other like doctrine and theology and all that other stuff later. Um, and I was like, this is, this is legit. This is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the scriptures that I think God has brought to my mind many times mm-hmm. over that because is, uh, and I had to look it up, so I didn't, I can't just quote it. I don't want to mislead yeah. people and go, oh, yeah, look, sure. he's so good. He just pulled it right out of his head. <laughs> um, Matthew 19. Um, and these people are bringing some children to Jesus so that Jesus uh-huh. can bless them. And his apostles are rebuking them and basically saying, no, don't do that. Stay back. Don't bother Jesus. 
Yeah, um, right. But Matthew nineteen fourteen says, but Jesus said, let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Yeah. Um, allow the children to come yeah. uh, to me. Don't you keep those kids back. They're the king of heaven. You want to be in the king of heaven? You got to be like them. Right. You know, one of the things that, you know, again, as a pastor whose kids were in church, we we didn't want the situation where, all right, I just want to get baptized because that looks cool. Right. Because other people are doing it. Yeah. Um, that looks cool. That's what we're supposed to do. Um, so we, we wanted to try to make sure. So with... With Carrington and Isaiah, they both really now. Now we talked about Jesus, so I don't. When I say they started the conversation, uh, not about Jesus, because it's very important that you're talking about Jesus, or you're discipling your kids. But they started the conversation about, you know, committing their life to Christ. They they started the conversation about, you know, being baptized, mm-hmm. and and we didn't jump immediately into that. Right, you know, those conversations both went different like you were saying different conversations over time right and then, and kind of weighing out okay their level of understanding what is it then they need to understand about the gospel it's pretty simple yeah you know, yeah god you know the, the gospel is as deep as as deep can be um but it's also so simple that that, that you can be a child and understand it yeah we dude a, good word man yeah We've sinned and and we've not lived up to God's standards. You mm-hmm. know that sin separates us from God, um, but God died for us and paid for that sin because He wants us to be with Him. Yeah, and if we will believe that that He is God and that He did that and that He died and He rose again, you know, and then we confess that, then we be saved. Right. It's, 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 you know, again, in Southern Baptist, we get the ABCs. You know, I don't know if we came up That's with that. True. Or, yeah, right. Or <laughs> admit, believe, confess. You know, it's as simple as the ABCs. And so with, with them, we, we went through this process, you know, of, okay, once we got to the point where we felt they were able to understand, again, this is like six, seven years old, uh, somewhere in there with, with both of them. And, Went through kind of Romans road with them, Romans, you know, three twenty three, six twenty three, five eight. Yeah, right. You know, you know, ten, eight, nine, and ten, thirteen. You know, to make sure that they understood. You know, walking through that with them, right. You know, and so that we allow. You know, we kind of told them, okay, this is what you need to do. Kind of allowed them to to pray that prayer. I remember that you know, I remember different parts of each one of them. You know, I remember Isaiah's prayer was like just so sincere and so like just deep for a child. Um, and then you have Hannah whom <laughs> this is, this is a situation yeah. is, you know, Hannah had brought up, you know, being baptized uh-huh. being baptized. And we kept kind of just, I would I would ask some questions and I wouldn't get a whole lot or or whatever and so finally one night I'm tucking her in she got mad because right? she had said something about being baptized and I said well um, I don't even remember what I said you know but it was just kind of like I think I asked her a question wasn't the response I was looking for so right. I just 
I just was started to kind of like, all right, we'll talk about it later. And she got mad and she said, why are you keeping me from doing this? And why won't you let me? And, and I'm like, oh, okay, wow, dude, we, we need to have, we need to have a more in-depth conversation. And so we, you yes, know, we, we do. About, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we talked about, you know, sin, we talked about the you know, importance of following Christ and, and all that. And it was like, okay, you know what? I think, you know, you, you get it. You're committing your life to Christ. Yeah. Here's here's one of the biggest things about Hannah though that that I remember is actually what happened after. You know, she was baptized and all this, and we were sitting at the table, and this is this is a year later, maybe. Uh-huh. Your dad's visiting, so he's sitting there and I'm sitting there and Hannah's sitting there, and we were talking about like baptism or something, and she said, I've been baptized. And your dad looked at her and said, Well, Hannah, why did you get baptized? And her response was just, well, well, this was her response. She sat there for a second and thought. You know, she didn't rush out with it. You just see the little wheels turning. And she said, I wanted Christ and I committed my life to him. Oh, dude. Oh, man. And I went, oh. you know, it's like, pow. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> Wow. Jesus said, be, be his little children. Mm-hmm. And I think right there is an example of what he's, of yeah. what he means. Yeah. Like sometimes we get so complicated and trying to I think, give our testimony or we think our testimony isn't good enough or, right. yeah. or sure. this person's got a better testimony or I can't share because I don't know the words right there, right there. The That's simplicity yeah. of a child with the power of yeah. just the gospel. I yeah. wanted Jesus. Yeah. And I can do my life. Now. And, and like the, the simplicity of like, it's a wonderful word, um, you know, in the context of this conversation is, is the simplicity of a childlike faith. Um, I mean, so listeners, for those of you, if you're new to the show, um, I, I'm a college professor. I've got a PhD in music. Um, I teach at a, at a Christian college in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, like I have my, I have my, one of my feet in, in the world of, of the Academy, right? I understand. I understand how, how complex our world can get because I had to, you know, I had to show that I, I can make things really hard. I, I had to show that I can, I can, I can think through that kind of stuff, but like, you know, you're laughed at if in, in, in a world's eyes, you're laughed at if you try to make things unbelievably simple, specifically when it comes to, you know, religion and, and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, when my when my son looked at me and said, you know, daddy, I just wanted I love Jesus so much. And I just wanted him on my, in my heart right then. I was like, so when the kids came and sat on Jesus's lap. And I remember thinking this deliberately, like how many of those kids knew, like, actually. How how much of a sinner they were. You know what I mean? Like how many, how many of those children or how many, how many kids, 
how many kids that 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 I know of mm-hmm. would be able to just start would be able to start listing like these these sins the way that adults think about them mm-hmm. listing these sins and 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 well, let me, you know, let me be, interject yes yeah, go ahead okay okay because yeah. um I would argue that we when we came to Christ probably did not realize what a sinner we were. No, you're exactly no right, man. Whether yeah. we're adult, whether we're whatever. Spurgeon put it this way. The closer you get to Christ, mm-hmm. the more of a sinner you realize you are. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So so there's a lot of us that came to Christ and went, okay, I'm a sinner. I, I grasped that. Yeah. But we didn't grasp the depth of, that's exactly of our right. sinful nature. Yeah, right. And, and, I, and I think that's like... I, yeah. I think we still don't. Well, and I think, and like, I think that I'm that's... a pastor. I, I study the word. I preach about it. I preach about sin. I preach the gospel. But, yeah. but I'll be honest, like, I don't think I fully, I, I think it will crush me if I fully comprehended just yeah. the depth and the breadth of the sin. Yeah. Yeah. That has been in my life. And I think that that's one of, I mean, as an adult and specifically as an adult that, that like is interested in, in reading, you know, the works of Spurgeon and the works of Lewis Mm -hmm. and Tozer, like those guys make it sound like they understand Mm -hmm. the, the, like the, the nature of, (laughs) of, of the nature of, of sin better than me. Perhaps they do. But I also think that 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 kind of perspective is 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 something that that the church um, the, or or that we as the church are trying to grasp. And I'm wondering, Brad. So like, so if we if we take if we take like you know what Paul said is um, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Which he which he he says as an insinuation that this is a lifelong journey. You know, like, uh, and run the race, right? Run the race to, um, right. uh, I run the race to. What well, I'm trying to think of how, how, however he words it, um, but like this, this journey is not a, is not a. Um, you're finally going to be able to make it. And listeners, I'm not, I'm not certainly uh, not even trying to to make the statement that any that anybody I've ever met feels like they finally arrived. Mm-hmm. Having said that, though, I think that. I think that us as as adults, mm-hmm. we try to. Um, I think it's like we try to categorize and we try to define and we try to compartmentalize mm-hmm. how our sins line up or how our sins fall and what are the what's mm-hmm. the weight of that really, when in actuality. We've like when we think about ourselves as sinners, we've lost the simplicity of. But Jesus, I love you, and all I want is for you to be in my life. Mm-hmm. Period. Right? I mean, like that's the childlike faith, I think. And and again, like I got to thinking, like how many of those kids sitting on Jesus's lap knew what sin was, in the same respect as all of those adults were thinking. Which is, I think, why those adults kind of had, kind of had like, and I know there's a lot of, a lot of cultural stuff that went into this too, but I think that, I think the, the, you know, the, the adults knew, understood more about what right and wrong were than those children did 
you know, at least in their minds. And so like, who are you to sit on Jesus's lap? We're the guys that study all this stuff. You know, mm. you haven't made it there yet. You go play with your toys. Who were who were farther, arguably, than from the heart of God than the children were. No uh, doubt. Yeah, it's exactly right. Uh, yeah, we need Jesus, right? And and we we need to realize that we need Jesus. Now we need to own our sin. I think the kids need to understand. Yeah, of course they do. Sin, and that it yes. separates us from God. And Which is one of the reasons why. Which is one of the reasons why I wasn't sure that yeah. first time, you know, Sharon and I talked like, I, I yeah. don't know if he if he just gets this yet. But but I don't think that it has to be a Ph.D. level understanding. No, and gosh, that, no. And that sometimes is what. Um, but one of the things that I tell people, too, when they when they come to faith in Christ, when they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, um, they're committing their life to Christ. It's like you, you are not there. In, in the sense of, all right, you've did it and you're done. Right. And I think you, you kind of alluded to that just a second ago. You, I say, you have began a wonderful journey that will last throughout eternity. Right. The best yeah. journey. You've made the best decision because you've started <laughs> on this, this, this journey. So it's a journey that just began, not a destination. And, and right. sometimes I've, I've, I deal with, you know, kind of parents like, well, my kid got saved and got baptized. I'm good. I've done my job. Uh, no. I mean, that's great. But now you got to continue the discipleship. That's exactly right. You know, you know Jesus, I mean, that's part of the problem I think that we have in the church today in America is a lot of times we focus on on conversion instead yeah. of discipleship. And it's like, and yeah, conversion it's, should, is, is very important, but, but it's, it's, it's not. It's not the end. Right. Yeah. It's the beginning. And and like arguably. Listeners, you may you may disagree with with the approach that um that we took and that's okay. I mean, it's not a podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) this is what I did anyways. Yeah. (laughs) So when whenever and Sharon and I, Sharon and I, first and foremost, listeners, I I I beg you that 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 you know if if you guys are married. Um, that you that you are that you agree like this, and if you're not married, um, I would encourage you to consider this. Um, Sharon and I agreed ahead of time. Any time that we were going to talk to um, our son, and any time that we do talk to um, Addie, our three year old, um, and we'll get there with our one year old. Anytime that we talk to them about Jesus and and like the you know what salvation is and and how to receive salvation, all that kind of stuff. We were not going to say, do you want that? Yeah. We were not going to do that because um, I did not want to influence via my parental authority a decision that was not mine in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, and you don't want to influence a dare I say a, a false because that's yeah because we want yeah. to influence absolutely as we're leading but we don't but I see what you're saying and, and I agree 100 percent yes I don't want to coax my there kid you go yeah into the yeah. baptistry or even or even or, or it may even come across as like coercion you know yeah, like right that, yeah and 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 again as as the world and, and stuff we get accused of coercion and and sometimes justly so 
I agree uh, with I, that. I don't yes. like bait and switches. Um, Jesus tells the disciples, look, this is what it costs. Yeah. This is what it costs to be yeah. a disciple. That's exactly it's right. It costs you everything. Yeah. Um, it's difficult. Um, living the Christian life is difficult. You know, and so when we want to paint it as, oh, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it is green pastures and still waters, but it's also the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah, it is. And and wolves. But yes, but the savior who has a rod and a staff, which by the way is partially for the sheep and partially for the wolves. Right. Correct. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, they're they're utilized for both <laughs> correction and protection. Yeah. Um so yeah, we, we don't want to, we're not trying to manipulate people into coming to Christ. Um, he, and I don't remember who said this, I'd have to look up the quote, so y'all forgive me, I didn't come up with it. He convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. And I think that's mm. the thing is, you know, yeah, we can do the right thing. And we talked about this in previous episodes, you know, we can do the right things with the wrong heart. Yeah. And if we do the right things with the wrong heart, it profits us nothing. You know, if we, my, my dad would say this way, if you go into the baptistry or the creek and into the water, uh, as a dry center, you'll come out a wet one. <laughs> the baptizing, yeah. the yeah. baptizing, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I have been saved. Here is the, you know, me showing the world. Here's right. the visual yeah. uh, for them. And for me, for my reminder that God has changed me that I've yeah. been raised spiritually from death to life in Jesus Christ. Now, before we get too far, I do, there is one topic that I want to hit. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Because there may be some people that are listening um, that are struggling with this. So I'm going to, I'm going to give them my take. Okay. And, and they can take that for what it's worth, but here's sure. The, because you've used the term, um, you know, several times when with Noah, of asking Jesus into, into his heart, accepting sure. Jesus in his heart. Yeah. And within the Christian community, uh, there there is some who go, oh, we've got to stop asking Jesus into our heart. And or we got to stop using that. I mean, there was a guy who wrote a book and again, I have a lot of respect for that guy. You can go read the book. I actually haven't read the book. So, okay. Um, but I think the main point is that we don't make salvation shallow. And I think that's their point. Mm. Now, why I don't have a problem with that terminology comes from Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 16. Again, not quoting this, reading it off my phone right now. Yeah, right. Out of the New American Standard, um, 1995, i got to say that. I hate that. But, <laughs> so Ephesians 3, 16 says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit, in the inner man, here's verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith mm. and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Boom. That, yeah. That's so powerful. That scripture. Now, again, I would probably agree with some of the arguments of let's let's not just be going up to people and go, hey, do you want to accept Jesus into your heart? I know. And, yeah. Hey, pray this pray this prayer and you accept Jesus. I think that's right. They need to have that that understanding, and that may be a childlike understanding because I think that's that's again that's there's sufficiency there. 
right? Because it's about Jesus. I go back to the thief on the cross, and I go back. I've gone oh, that back dude. there a lot. You yeah, know, his his salvation testimony is: I said to Jesus, "Remember me this day when you come into the into your kingdom." That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to die here in about five minutes. You know? <laughs> Arguably, a couple hours ago, he's cursing Jesus with everybody else. It, with I mean, it's, it's dude, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at the Gospels, you know, the, the is this the thieves on the cross? They were, they were mocking Jesus. Hmm. But then the other guy's mocking Jesus, and here's this change of heart, and he goes, "Hey, you know, what are you doing?" Like. Don't you know, we deserve to be here, but he doesn't. Oh, it's like the Holy Spirit's there at the cross. Because he was. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing this guy who's dying for his own sins. Right? Yeah. But, but he's drawing him to Jesus who is also dying for that guy's sins. And because of Jesus' sacrifice. Yeah. So his salvation testimony, you know, I mean, obviously... He, he's in heaven, so he'd have to share it there. Yeah, his right. Salvation yeah. testimony is, you know, <laughs> right. Uh, I believed that that Jesus is <laughs> the Son of God, and I asked him to remember me when he comes to his kingdom. And yeah. he said yes. And he said yes. You're right. He said yes. <laughs> so, so when I look at again, especially Ephesians three seventeen, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Yeah. I'm like, don't you take away the testimony of people who say. I accepted Jesus into my heart. I asked Jesus into my heart because right. to me, Ephesians three seventeen says, absolutely. Amen. Praise the Lord. Cause he came in. Didn't yeah. You said, Hey Jesus, will you come into my heart? And he said, yes. So, um, Jesus loves us. I think Jesus wants to make coming to him simple. I think he wants us to understand yeah, our sin, our need for him, what he has done for us. But, but on whatever level that we can comprehend that and want him and need him right? and, and accept uh, and commit and whatever word you want to use. Yeah, right. My dad would say it this way. He said, son, I believe that salvation, that God has made it so easy, so simple that a wayfaring stranger being a fool, mm -hmm. if his heart is right where it needs to be, he can't mess it up. He can't, he can't mess that salvation up. Right. Because what does God say? He says, if you come to me with a broken heart and a contrite or broken spirit, I won't despise you. I won't turn you away. God says, I've given you the faith. I've given everybody a measure of faith. That's awesome. Well, I don't know if I have enough faith. You do. God gave it to you. Yeah, right. You just got to flip the switch. Now, is everything going to be peachy keen? No. No. Yeah. Some of the most difficult things that I've traversed have been after Jesus saved my soul. Yeah, right. I, I accepted Christ when I was 13. I've I've said to people this. I said some of from from my standpoint of sin, you know, as I'm judging sin, yeah, from, in, in my life, I've sinned more and worse after I was saved than I ever did before. And if you come to Christ when you're six, yeah, yeah, but that same sin, no matter what it was, separated us from God, right? You no, know, so 
now I've, I've had to get forgiveness for that first John one nine, you know, uh, I don't just get to go, Ooh, I sin. It's cool. God's grace. It may Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Paul says, this is my hillbilly interpretation of what Paul says. He says, <laughs> God forbid that my hillbilly interpretation is that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, let's sin more so that grace is bigger. That's yeah. the dumbest that's thing. That's the I've dumbest ever thing ever. Yeah, that's right. He says, God yeah. forbid. He said, some people say that that's what we're saying. We're not. But the beautiful thing about the grace of God yeah. is it is bigger. It is bigger than all of our sin. That when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for it. He paid for all of the sin. So there is no sin. Right. That, yeah. yeah. No the way I the way I explained it to, to Noah. There and this is, is sin. Don't it's like somebody gonna be like, oh look, yeah, no, the there is said sin. there is no yeah, sin. No, 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 there's sin. There's sin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the way I, can't cover. What about the unforgivable one? Yeah, well, I would this is how I would understand that. Okay. This is how I'd understand that. Um, if you die having not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, having not committed your life to him, have not believed in faith. Then now you've committed the unforgivable sin. You've committed right. the blaspheme against blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, who has been drawing you to Christ at some point in your life, has sought to draw you to to Christ, and you have rejected it, Him until death. Now there is no forgiveness, right? Because the decision has fully been made. So the way I look at that, right, right or wrong, is um, if you're still drawing wind, there's still hope for you. Yep. Yeah, so, that's very true. <laughs> so come to Jesus now. <laughs> so the way the way I explained um please the the way I explained it to Noah, um, because I got to thinking, like, how do I I mean, how do you really talk about sin mm. to a six-year-old? And I think like you know, listeners, if this is you, you know, if you're a skeptic or if you know people that are skeptical or, if you know, if you know people that have arguments um, against like what is sin really or, you know, like if they if if you're somebody that that that's all, you know, that that talks about like the gray area um, in just in those kind those kind of situations, um, I, I, I found myself trying to figure out, I mean, how do you how do you talk to a six-year-old about something that, like you said, Brad, I mean, he's six. He doesn't really know what the world of sin is yet. And I don't want him to, obviously. I, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm afraid, I'm afraid. I mean, it's just one of the things that, 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 that we as, as Christians are going to experience having said that. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was just my own creative thinking or if it was the Holy Spirit. I don't know, but um, I was like, okay, Noah, do you know that God has only one rule to get into heaven? That's it, only one. He's like, really? I said, yeah. The one rule is that you have to be perfect. Yeah, that's it. You have one rule. Anything that you do. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I mean, uh, like, I think. That's, oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dang it! Yeah, I'm like really? That's it? No, it's the one. Most role. of us understand that that, that we, <laughs> yeah. we've done messed that one up. Yeah, and and I and I told him and I said, and buddy, if you do something wrong even once, 
you're mm. not perfect. You may not do that wrong thing again, but you still yeah. did it once. And he was like, well, I'm not perfect. I said, which yeah. is why we need Jesus. Yeah. Um, But that's the only way that I could really get him yeah. to. Because, again, well, because, right. And I think that's, that, that's it because we don't get to heaven on DJ's righteousness or Brad. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is the earth righteousness is like filthy rags. And that's a, right. That's a story for another day. As yeah, far definitely. As that is. But anyway, yeah. uh, we get there through Christ's righteousness. Yeah. Because of what he did. That's not fair. It isn't. Jesus You're exactly right. For my sins. That's absolutely oh. not fair. Dude, right. so Matt Thiessen, Reliant K, one of the greatest lyrics of all time, the beauty about grace is that it makes life, life not fair. Yes. One of the yes. greatest lines ever. Yes, and I would agree. Love Because it does. Yeah, it not you're right. It's not fair. Because yeah. I don't want fair. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've read the book. I see what fair is. Yeah. It's, I don't get to go with Jesus. I get separated from him. Um, right. That eternal separation. Uh, that in hell. Uh and it's like, the and, and it's Christ. the and it's the renewing of your mind. And coming back to coming back around, Brad, to what you were saying, you know, is that that you would you you would argue that you were that you sinned worse after, mm -hmm. um, and you're not like we don't know how bad of a sinner a we are, and b we certainly didn't know how bad of a sinner we were when we first came when we first came to salvation. So therefore, like the renewing of our mind is in part making us more like Christ. It is also in part God showing us, you know, all of this stuff that you've been doing that you didn't care about. It's time to care, you know, and um, like that renewal is God constantly, God constantly reminding us of, remember that one rule that I had this whole perfect thing. Yeah. Okay. Here are all of the areas that you're still not. You know, and, yeah. and, 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 and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that at like, once we're saved, then it's then like behaviorism gets mm -hmm. us into heaven by any means. But right. to your point, Brad, it's not, well, I'm saved. I punched my ticket. So now I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Let's go party hardy, man. You only live once. Right. It's not that either. Well, uh, and I love, again, first John one nine, if you're around me long enough, you're going to hear me quote it. I'll quote it a lot from the pulpit. I've, Probably already quoted it in podcasts. I don't remember. Um, sometimes I don't remember how often I've quoted it because I've quoted it. First <laughs> right, so, yeah. John 1 9. Yeah, you already says, said it, but go we, ahead. Do it again. Yeah, if we confess our sins, then God says he is faithful and he is just yeah. to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. Forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That 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 message is to those who, who are lost who Jesus wants to come to faith in him, confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. And that message is to the church who still sins in the flesh. Yep. Come to me, confess your sins and I will forgive you and I'll cleanse you That's from right. all unrighteousness. Not most of it, all of it. I'll forgive all you I know, and I'll man. cleanse you. I'll forgive yeah. you and I'll cleanse you. I'm, I'm going to forgive you I'm no longer going to hold this to your charge and I will give you a bath and clean you up. <laughs> yeah. Every single time we go to him. Yeah, that's right. That's Every right. time that we go to him. Yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't, he doesn't say for the first 13 times. Right. Yeah. 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 And he doesn't abide by his own 70 times 70, 70 times seven rule because mm -hmm. 
because of that like first john 1 9 what what he says um well and, and, and again and i think i've i've said this to you before <laughs> uh probably in conversation uh, you know i always and i'm not saying this is what the scripture says but but i always kind of took that as he was saying uh per day and, and not that the, the, that's the limit but if you work that out that's about once every two minutes i, I worked the math out you know Times. Dude, I love it. I've never thought yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah not, a, not across seven. your lifetime, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> per day yeah. before the before the sun goes down on your wrath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's about once every two minutes during the day, and that's only if you can count like the twenty four hour day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, Brad, just a uh, real real quick to wrap back around to the um the church sins in the flesh the church um i mean all of us actively sin listeners if you if if you are this person or if you know a person that despises the church because of Mm -hmm. quote-unquote the hypocrisy first of all i do ask i do i do ask to give to give credence to the fact that there are some churches or there are no, 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 no. I'm not going to say there are churches. There are people in church that act a fool. I'll, I'll say it that way. Mm. Number two, every single church is full of hypocrites. And if yeah. and if that tells you, well, then I don't need to go to church because I don't want to be in a room full of hypocrites. Then don't go anywhere else for the rest of your life. I'm just saying, there's room for one more. There's always room for one more. I mean, it's yep. exactly right. Like the churches, it's the it's the churches that are that that I'm not gonna say that 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 like openly are prideful of their hypocrisy, but it's the ones that accept <laughs> that'd be dangerous. Yeah, it'd be that'd really be dangerous. dangerous. No, like, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read the letters sure. to the churches. God but here, oh. let me say this. Let me say this and and maybe maybe the last thing I say. I don't know, probably yeah. um <laughs> God never justifies sin. He no. justifies sinners. Yeah. Through the cross. That's right. Of Christ, That's right. Through him paying the price. He never justifies sin. Yeah. Not, not for the Christian. <laughs> he doesn't justify sin. Sin is right. evil in God's sight. It's detestable. It leads to death. Jesus yeah. doesn't justify sin. He justifies sinners. And and if you're if you listener, if you are looking currently for a church or if you are attending a church that you're just sort of iffy about, if you're looking for a church or in that other situation, always look to see how how the church itself. So not this may not necessarily come from the the pulpit, but always be looking at how the sinner is treated. Not not how the sin is, but how, like how is the sinner treated? If there mm. if there seems to be this culture of excuse me, but it doesn't seem that you are following all of the rules yet. So please 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 get to the back of the uh, back of the line and work your way up. You you might need you might need you might need find yourself another another place yeah. to fellowship. Um, so, but James has a few things to say about that. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, he certainly does. Um, but dude, thanks for thanks for Brad. Thanks for being willing to uh, talk off the cuff about that. But um, that was actually that was actually on my mind. Yeah. Um, like I said, listeners, we we had a separate topic we were talking about. So 
we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, bearing with us as we flew off the cuff. But uh, I like, man, it's such an important conversation to have, you know, like, like not just, not just, are you sharing Jesus with your kids, but how are you sharing Jesus with your kids? Like what, what, like how, you know, and how are they responding to it? And how do we think simply, right? You know, I mean, what, like, what is this simple faith and, and shoot, do I, do I think simply so? Listeners, thank you again. We are available on Instagram at Men Church Stuff. Um, you can uh, you can con- always contact me and Brad via Gmail Men Church Stuff at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group, um, but uh, we hope that you that you guys enjoy the show as much as we we love we love doing these. It's a wonderful time that Brad and I can get together and just hang out. Um, we love each other dearly. If you haven't picked up on that yet, if you're new to the show, we've got we've got 15 episodes now that you can go you can go back and listen to how much Brad and I love each other. Um, but um, if you're sick and tired of our show, we ask that you continue to listen to it, anyways. <laughs> pray for us. Pray for us. Yeah. Pray for us if you like us. Pray for us if you don't. I'm I'm trying to get on as many perpetual prayer lists as I possibly can because prayer. Yeah, matters. It works. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, listeners, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>